0: Hey guys, it's Kat.
1: And it's Russell. This
0: is Critical Whimsy. How are you,
1: Russell? Yeah, doing all right. Been a week of ups and downs so far. How are you doing? You look a bit tired. Uh, <laughs> you
0: look a bit Okay. Did you not sleep well last night?
1: Uh, last night wasn't too bad. Uh, had a lot of sleep from the night before. I've got to catch up on though.
0: What were you doing?
1: Just couldn't sleep one of my insomnia evenings.
0: Yeah, I think that we're all so burnt out. And with this kind of very intense weather where we have these hot, hot mornings, followed by these, you know, monsoon-like storms. You know, it's just, and then it's, it's December, happy December. It's just a lot every single day. And I know I can feel it. I can feel myself getting tired. I'm started this meditation for the whole month of December thing, cool. and uh, mm. you know, my mind. I'm not someone who's able. To, you know, I struggle to kind of sit still and just meditate, mm. and. It's, it's been, it's quite challenging for me, actually, because it's one thing, especially guided meditations, one thing, but to actually meditate by yourself and, you know, find your arm is quite challenging for me. And I also think it just shows how much I need it, because there's just this disconnect between how I am within myself, myself and how i am on the outside but i'm quite excited because i applied for a few more teaching positions for the new year so hopefully that comes together and then i'll have a full roster of naughty children that i trained to become leftists and anarchists so you're welcome Russ. so what's our our topic today do you want to talk about what happened okay (laughs) i thought i'd give it to you your option you could say it
1: cool Cool. So, yeah, I found myself being guilty of a little gatekeeping the other day. Someone on the NaNoWriMo forums claiming to be a bisexual lesbian. And so to my mind, those two terms are mutually exclusive. You know, bisexual likes men and women, lesbian likes women only. So you can't, I don't think you could have both. Together, I can get bi-romantic lesbian or homo-romantic bisexual. But bisexual, mm-hmm. lesbian, no, that just didn't make sense to me. So mm-hmm. it was a big forum discussion. A lot of people chiming in, most with my sort of view. Obviously,
0: it. they agreed with
1: you. Yeah. But in afterwards, wondering, hmm, was I gatekeeping? Wasn't I still not sure, it depends if the identity is a valid one or not, and I still, I'm not 100% sure that it is. So anyway, okay, so, this was our general topic inspiration.
0: Yeah, so I mean, do you want to start at the very beginning of where we, where we initially heard about someone disputing something we believed in, and since then how I've kind of gone off on my own mission, which means... I'm talking very, uh, uh, I'm I'm basically that drunk uncle you're going to see at Christmas time who tries to tell a story and then all the drunk aunt and is all over the place and goes, oh no, but you know, you need to know this person first before you can, before I can just tell you the topic, I've got to say, Russ, what happened on my birthday? You and I were kind of got into an argument with someone, (laughs) this seems to happen a lot, where this, our topic actually presented itself at the time we didn't know we were too busy winning and mm. then i i then had my part of it where i kind of went okay cool actually i'm starting to rethink this and then what happened with you and we'll talk about the um lady uh you know you chatted to on the forum and what happened with that
1: but yeah what's the
0: topic well, do you want to finish, because
1: you, you've gone quite <laughs> deep into it already
0: <laughs> as punishment for being an interrupter
1: yeah
0: <laughs> okay so i'll Nice. Okay, so our topic today is labels. And it's as vague as we, as is our knowledge of the topic. (laughs) Because we live in a society where a lot of us are only attached to our identity through the labels which we apply and others apply to ourselves. And I think that initially, a few days ago, so, so what happened was, Russ, you told me about the lesbian um, bisexual lady on the forum, and you were very upset by her. Um, yeah. I think that it was for you quite triggering, and you felt like I would kind of come from a place of obviously that's wrong, because that's an incorrect phrasing what she's saying. You know, it's, it, it's, a, it's, a, it's not an oxymoron, it's it's just an you can't be bisexual lesbian i guess that's yeah. the the argument you were saying you know yeah you can't be you you know and i was kind of challenging that label and your your kind of commitment to it because of what where i was kind of coming from yes cw's russ and i had a bit of an argument which did actually end with Russell name calling me. So (laughs) that's how intense we feel. But this actually started on my birthday where I don't know what happened. You know, one moment we were all chilling and next thing, I think I said, I'm, you know, this way. I'm I'm just trying, it's not because I don't want to say, it's just because I can't remember. Uh, I probably said something like, I'm dysfunctional sounds like something I would say I'm dysfunctional. And someone said to me, you know, and, and, you know, Russ said, well, I'm, you know, this and this and that, and this person said, you know, why do you want labels? Labels are bad. Mm-hmm. And I was just, well, that was my way. I mean, you use the word gatekeeping and you can explain what it means, but that was the, the gate to my discovery of what i could name this dysfunction because for me a long time i just felt a sense of wrongness within me but i didn't know what label to apply to myself so then this thing happened and russ and i were quite passionate and like high five we'll never argue about this and then we fast forward to two or three weeks later, I'm in therapy. And I, I have a tendency in therapy, which I guess I realized I did, but it actually got challenged by my therapist where I was like, I don't know. And again, I just can't remember because I talk nonstop all the time. This is just me. I said something like, well, you know, I am a, a codependent. So I do need to watch out for that. And, and she was just you know, you've got all these labels (laughs) you apply to yourself. And she kind of referenced someone I know who also likes to put labels on everyone in their family. And, and, you know, saying like, you know, this person is autistic. This person is bipolar. This person is schizophrenic. This person has a drinking problem this person has, you know, everyone's got their title and mm. it's very negative. It's not, I mean, you know, and, and, you know, we had that experience and I mean, I spoke about, it and I think I was talking about it before with um, a French recently ended where, you know, I had someone say, you know, mental illness was kind of, it's the same as, you know, being a psychopath. And then, you know, I gathered all the people I knew in my life who had mental illnesses, who weren't psychopaths. And we had big speeches about that. Because then we were like, okay, yes, this is a label we have. But, you know, it's the label I have, not the label I, I wanted, maybe the label I deserved. <laughs> you know that saying? whatever um it's it's what i got it's my life and this is how i am and this is very frustrating and you and i have had many conversations where you know you've also you know with the bipolar um, diagnosis you know kind of had moods of like not being able to know who you are and all that's that's what we get with this label so then someone comes along and uses a very strange label in your safe space. Okay, so do you want to go and do the labels and then... Because now I've given a story of labels.
1: So <laughs> You broke up a little bit in the end there.
0: Oh, did I get cut off? I said, do you want to... I, I gave the entire genesis of hmm. the story of labels of Russell and Catherine and... Now it's your turn. Do you, What do you want to say regarding the lady? And, like, was the guilt because I was kind of playing devil's advocate or was it something within you? What, what kind of was going on? How did it get resolved? Did it get resolved? What was the person, the feel? I mean, I'm quite interested in the story. It's, it's, a, it's a difficult one.
1: Okay, well, I kind of explained what happened with the whole Bisexual lesbian claims and all of that, and a bunch of us were saying no, but that doesn't work as a term. Some people were saying it was biphobic and lesbophobic.
0: Yeah, I didn't like that.
1: Yeah, anyway, Why um, is
0: that phobic?
1: yeah.
0: Why would you see that as phobic?
1: Well, I'm not sure that it is necessarily phobic, but it, it does sort of lend herself to perpetuating the stereotype that, oh, you're just lesbian because you haven't had a good enough dicking or something, and also that um, bisexual is just a brief stopover on the way to gay town.
0: How did she explain
1: herself? That, well, she's bisexual, but she prefers women, so that makes her a lesbian, a bisexual lesbian. That was her mm-hmm. explanation of it. And, you know, now, bisexuality sits in the spectrum. You can be 99.999% attracted to men. And at 0.001% attracted to women, you're still bisexual. Same with it if it goes the other way. Uh, lesbians only where you've got the 100% attraction. There is no other attraction to it, though. But that's just not how she saw it.
0: All right. So, I mean, I was a bit... So, here's here was where I was coming from. I've been in um, been in support groups for a very long time and one of the support groups I was in was Al-Anon which is basically the parents or the family members or the friends or whatever of someone in active addiction and it's a very uh, important group and it's a very powerful group and it's probably saved a lot of relationships and helped build relationships because it's not enough for, you know, they say addiction is a family disease and you know, I am very much a 12 step fellowship girl and mm-hmm. I do believe in it in a lot of ways. And what happened a lot in Al-Anon, well, okay. So yeah, so you have your addict and you think they're the mess and there's nothing wrong with you except you feel so bad. I reference you know, dysfunction. I feel so bad. Is this be and and you you know you give away a lot of your power because you go, I feel so bad because you drank when you said you wouldn't. I feel so bad because you stole from me. <laughs> there's a lot of that's where my codependence comes from, you know. And I got to the group, and over the years I'd go in and out of those rooms. And as I kind of got more savvier and spent time in therapy and other groups. What I kind of learned was that a lot of people would go into the rooms and be very, very angry and not know how to kind of confront that. And so they would be angry with alcohol and they would say things like, I hate alcohol. You know, yeah. I, I, I think alcohol is evil and should be banned. Well, it got banned. I hope you're happy. I hope you're happy now Uh, (laughs) and um, I remember this much older woman you know and and that's what's really interesting with support groups and forums is that you have someone who is maybe a lot younger than you but has a lot more knowledge at the time. And it's just as fucked up as you. So there's an equality, but the knowledge might be different. And the experience is still the same. You know, there's a, there's a sameness in the dysfunction. And what happened in this situation was this lady, uh, you know, she was about 20 years senior, and husband. It was very sad. And then, uh, you know, she said to me, Uh, Well, to the group, she said, you know, I hate alcohol. Alcohol is just terrible. It ruined my life. It ruined my marriage. And I remember I said to her, "It's, it's not alcohol's fault. You know, we make these things gods. And the person who abuses it and the person who, you know, is in love with the person who abuses it. And we label it as the problem. But really it's just a symptom and I know from my experience of being in support groups and being in a lot of uh, Facebook forums for like people like me that a lot of the times people come into the group and they will give the most wildest story and it won't really even be applicable to our group you know they'll talk about their years in a cult or something and the and I, you know, got fired, and you know, we'll be all. And it's really interesting to see the people that are the healthiest or the most self-aware, how they're the ones that can kind of accept that person and say, you know, just read here, contact people, we're here, and then there's the people who will kind of argue with that person and and, and kind of take a righteous place and go you know, you, you're, you shouldn't be here or, you know, you're getting it wrong. That's not what it's supposed to be. And that's a terrible thing because when you are feeling othered, it's a word I like a lot because I like Wuthering Heights and I like that story and I like the concept of othering. And, you know, you, you, you other a human being and then you try and find a group of other others, <laughs> other others, and then they reject you that's when you have a very, very alienated person. And that was my concern. It wasn't my concern that you're not like the smartest person or that you're right. My concern was like, because the LGBTQ plus community is getting a reputation of being very unkind to each other, Hmm. you know, and when I heard that, I was just, I think there might be a bit of glee with people almost happy someone's like messing up what they're trying to express. And it's, it's, you know, it's, it's basically chasing someone away or making them be wrong and someone else be right. And we're all the same. And then the other thing is like, why, who cares? You know, you know, just be who you are. I don't know. What are your thoughts, Rice?
1: Okay. Wow.
0: I said a very Catherine way of going there. <laughs> mm. Around the garden, up then, up the mountain, through the sea, uh, take a surf, find a penguin, and then kind of get back to the topic and say, Russ, tell everyone
1: what we're supposed to do. <laughs> and as I said, it was probably some gatekeeping on my side. And yeah, I can see how actions like that are contribute towards the view of the queer community as being unkind to each other. but bit of gatekeeping. I don't think necessarily as bad as um, the support groups that you've mentioned and what happened there. <laughs> wasn't um, saying that she didn't yeah. belong in no. queer space, it's just that she had some terminology wrong.
0: So what do we do with regards to labels? Because you and I, I mean, now you are in a position where you you kind of made peace with the labels that you found and you know you mm-hmm. feel apply to you. You found a sense of identity,
1: and community which is very thing. important. Yeah.
0: Community, identity, agency, especially after a really troubled relationship. And all of a sudden, your best friend turns around and says to you, Maybe we shouldn't have labels. So this is not coming from someone who is necessarily, I mean, huh. is an idiot, but is maybe, you know, not, not a villain, you know, not a Ben Shapiro, you know, yeah. someone who, who is also doing their own battle with identity and agency and stuff. Tell me like, what has it been like finding your labels and now, and then, and do you think it's good or bad?
1: Okay, finding my labels was a bit of a process. went through several um, variants until I found, oh wait, no, this is me, this is what fits. But you know, sexuality can be fluid and it does change over time. Or can, rather than necessarily does, it doesn't always have to. So yeah, that's kind of how I found them. And I do find them, quite free. And as I said before, you know, I found a community within it. And as you said, a bit of agency. So I find them to be in general a good thing. I know that they can become prescriptive if you decide, oh, okay, well, since this is what I this is what I am, this is how I need to act, this is what I must do. And from that point there, labels can be dangerous.
0: Yeah, because I sent you a video yesterday of Ben Shapiro commenting on uh, altercation between a trans lady and an uh, old white man. And he said, well, this is just an example. Basically, she was very upset that her identification was uh, had a mister on it, but she identified as female. And this guy kept on calling her sir. And... She said, you know, this organization is um, transphobic and and has hurt me and it needs to have, you know, better people in place. And this guy was just puffing and going. And then she said, what do you see when you see me? And he said, I see a guy. And then Ben Shapiro jumped in on his podcast and said, and I'm naming him. We don't always do that, but Mm -hmm. I I actually have zero decorum when it comes to Ben Shapiro and I have zero kind of sensitivity. So I'm just going to, you know, that's why I'm naming. And, you know, he said, this is how the left pushes their agenda. They shut people down and this is, this is why they're overrunning social media and trying to take down corporations because they have a monopoly on, you know, being Mm. the loudest and I sent you that video and I was just, so oh, this is the problem is where I see, like now the left has been labeled as extreme. It's the same thing that happened to um, animal right activists, you know, I have to understand also that everyone doesn't have the same experience. And, and I, I don't believe in like the exception. I believe in the rule. Okay. So the third world does have a very different experience to the first So, I was about how my one cousin had gotten a mink coat uh, from someone. And I opened my mouth and I said, that's awful. How can you wear a mink coat? Animals, you know, an animal had to die for you to wear something so ostentatious and you know, and I was just absolutely horrified. I was very young and very indignant all the time. And she turned around to me and said, very strictly and sternly, she said, "You know what? In our country, well, she didn't say in our country. She said, you know, Peter has been. It has come out that Peter are destructive and and are anarchists and they have an agenda and they actually bully people property." and they violate people's rights. And, you know, you saying this is triggering me because, you know, you sound like a Peter activist. And my response was, okay, cool. Do you know, I come from South Africa, old country. Do you know that in my country, the funding from our corrupt government old people just above them and, and, and animals. So where I come from, animals don't really always have rights. It has actually changed a lot since then. But still, I mean, the moment COVID happens or Christmas happens or anything to do with fireworks happens here, animals become second-class citizens. Mm. And it's it every day is a struggle. The guinea pig rescue, I always think the the owner of it is going to have a ner- nerves breakdown. The critter rescue, they are the most stressed-out animal organization. It is not like the Americano groups like that, that I follow on Facebook where everyone's smiling and adopting the kittens and going through strict things. I mean, yes, SBCA here is strict, but at the end of the day, we have such a, a difficult time with animal rights. So, you know, I I get labeled kind of an, an anarchist and I I care about animal rights and 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 that's seen as bad, you know what I mean? And then there's this label that I think is really good about me, but then it's been kind of used for an agenda with people who like things that are made from animals or meat eaters or whatever. And then I think the same thing happened with like Ben Shapiro is that he's got an agenda against the uh, the, the Democrats of America He's got an agenda against the left. He's got an agenda against queer people, quite frankly. And everything that, you know, someone else would, it, it comes down to who's controlling the narrative. So everything he controls, he turns around and says, look, this is an example of a poor, fat white man being discriminated against. By the left because you know what they do they shout you down and i was just this is so this is the problem because now we've gotten into these labels and we're not going to budge i mean you know how many times i've spoken to someone on a dating site and they've said well i really like i'm very conservative and i've gone okay bye you know Mm could have been great friends maybe could have been because my agenda and my agency is tied to my action with not being conservative, you know. And this is where it gets difficult because who am I really? Who is the self that is watching all of this? Does it actually need these things? And this is why I'm very conflicted with the whole label part because I, I like you also. Found great relief and great freedom in finding my labels, and and I love that word you used, free, because two nights ago I was watching a show, and a kid, his, his mother discovered an Australian show, really good, uh, Five Bedrooms. The mom finds out that her son is uh, non non-binary, and you know, and they have this terrible, terribly you know, hard conversation where. She says, you know, how, uh, when did you find out? And he said, you know, I'm, I'm 17 now. I've known since I was 12. And she says, how does it make you feel? And he he said, it makes me feel free. And then she says, what did dad say? Have you told him? And he said, he already knew. And, you know, there's that kind of a side to it where it's so positive, you know, it's this beautiful when someone, and and the best part of that conversation was she didn't know what non-binary meant. The best part of that, she was like, I don't know what that means. And he got so angry. He was like, of course you don't know what it means. You know, you know your stuff. Obviously, this wouldn't interest you because it's not in your world and it's not relevant and you wouldn't give a shit about other people. And it was such a great conversation because it wasn't like the good oh let's play like Lady Gaga and dance together and do shots instead it was this really awkward conversation where you know what does that mean I don't actually know but I love you but I love you and so this is this is really difficult thing I'm going through it's all about me again you know where I'm going so so what is good and what is necessary and then what is being used and what and what is it about me that's taking away my authenticity as to forget about all my labels? Because that night that we were kind of going back and forth on the subject, mm. and you know, as you as you can hear, for me it wasn't actually about it's not actually my business what the queer community does in their forums. That was never my opposition. My opposition was we really need to be kind. To people and not even if we don't like them, like as far as my forums, because I've had a lot of people tell me when they become my friends in my support groups that they say things like, oh, I when I met you, when I saw you come into the group, the other label I get a lot, I get a lot is I get called a hippie. I get called a hippie a lot. And when I was growing up, I thought that was kind of cool. I thought that meant that I looked cool and wore tie dye, and then I discovered that actually a lot of people have a very negative view Mm. on what a hippie is, and they see it as me looking. And I mean, I, 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 you know, I actually had a student once call me that she said, "Oh, you're you're a hippie writer," and I looked at her, and it was one of those moments when you know one of your students has been listening to their parent about you, (laughs) (laughs) and you know the parent. told you that and it was weird because i went home and i told my boyfriend at the time and i was like hey you know what this chick said and he, he was like oh gasp and he was so upset and then a month later we were in a fight and he looked at me he said you're just a hippie writer and i was like again i'm not feeling this Boo, there it is you know this offense i was like no doubt no doubt and then a few years ago In twenty nineteen when I was at the Ceterland with a Frenchman and he was and you know, he kind of had big opinions about me. And he said, you know, oh Catherine, you are a hippie, I can see it, you are communist and (laughs) and I know this to be true. Look at you and your pigtail. And I was just, fuck you. (laughs) Because in France calling someone a hippie is very insulting. And yeah, and that kind of, so I've had this thing. And then uh, a a few weeks ago in therapy, I went in and my therapist said, are you okay with this incense I'm burning? And I said, I don't like incense. And she said, I said, you know, I actually worked in a shop once that sold a lot of incense and I think i burnt out on incense. (laughs) And I said, it's kind of, I guess, like working in a pizzeria, you, you get over pizza, you know, you can't, go near a pizza for a while though I have worked in a pizzeria and I've never gotten over that love but I said yeah I I struggle with incense and she said I said I know it's it's you know it's strange that I don't and she said yeah because you look like a hippie you look like the kind of person who would like incense everyone's gonna look on our Facebook (laughs) now to see what and um I said yeah and I actually briefly discussed it with her this label like i'm this hippie but the thing is it irritates me i guess because i see myself as like a very responsible very keen non-drug addicty person Mm. who works really hard and is incredibly hard on herself and my idea of hippies is like someone sadly od'ing over heroin in the corner going i love love you know that (laughs) So I'm like fuck you. So you know this is this label that I—I I mean, Jeep is Russ. This is just my inventory. This episode. Also, I guess it comes down to I thought knowing myself for a long time was just my labels and how I dressed, how I looked. You know, I went through, and and this is how I am. CWs. I am someone who basically one week I'm like, yeah, Russ, I'm really overweight. The next week I'm like, hey, Russ. You know how, like, I'm the most hottest girl in the room always? And he's like, and he just always goes, yep, yep, whatever, like, fucking run. Just who I am and what I do. And, you know, and that's the sign of me being fragmented and not knowing who I am. And I'm trying to find a label, like, most gorgeous or fat, you know, something, anything, to tell me who I am.
1: Yeah, and that I don't think is a good use of labels as such. (laughs) No shit. I find the whole hippie conversation highly amusing because I'm the one who's actually sitting there in a tie-dye T-shirt, incense burner in his left hand. I know.
0: Absolutely, absolutely. Uh, I I I love that. I know, because you looked very amused, and yet everyone experiences with people that kind of, I'll be desperately trying to seem really uh, academic and intellectual Mm. in a a, a conversation with some men in a bar and you will be kind of yo, And they'll just be like, so what do you think Russ? And you'll be like, I'm quite drunk. They're like, Oh, jeez you're so profound i'm like no i'm profound (laughs) you know and this has happened quite often i don't know Uh, unfortunately i mean i I want to hear more on your side now and then we can close up because i've actually got to get to work so what are your kind of thoughts the the pros of labels for you and your experience i guess we can close out with that
1: part of this is just going to be a recap the pros of labels um as I said, they can be free and they can help you find a sense of community in that it can be a great source of strength once you realise, oh, this is what I am. and can be growing from that point of view. Uh, you get negative labels too, uh, not necessarily all positive, but when you're taking the label and you're letting that control you when it's oh, okay well, I have to be like this if I'm that that's the negative aspect of it that's where it's limiting you rather than freeing you it's controlling you uh, and this isn't anything really profound or new that I'm saying here there
0: you're very hard on yourself this week right
1: mm-hmm. you
0: must have really mean friends
1: you've met some of them you know that's the case
0: <laughs> I, I talk for myself i think that you know we also live in a society where everyone's labels also their culture you know um zulu nkosa afrikaans english and we have all these kind of i mean especially between the english and the afrikaans we're absolutely bizarre about each other even though we're so into bread you, you know uh, we, we're all so weird and I mean I, I, I've met many Afrikaans people trying to pass stealthily as English and uh, just an amusing thing as someone once said to me you know how you can always find out if someone is English and they're pretending to, or if they're just pretending to be, and they say, just say to them, what are you wearing? And they'll say, oh, my jean pant. <laughs> and then you know. <laughs> so that's just yeah, the English in me. Yeah. <laughs> the, the, the snob test. Uh, I mean, I love this topic. I, I love how we can turn things. I mean, this is just personal how we can turn anything in our daily lives into something where we try to find meaning on the podcast and then share it with people. If we're going through it, other people are going through it. That's how I feel. Mm. And I mean maybe I was a bit convoluted today as usual, but hopefully there was a little bit because I love this conversation. And it really just cleared my head a lot.
1: And I hope that it did this conversation.
0: Yeah, we do good. We give, we give good conversation. Russ, where can people find us?
1: <laughs> so we're on Facebook. We've got a page. Just search for Critical Whimsy. Drop us a DM or a wall post. Or you can email us, criticalwhimsy at gmail.com. Or if you really like us, we've got a Patreon page. Happy to accept any donations towards equipment and the like
0: cool and if you want us to increase our episodes if you want critical whimsy like more critical whimsy you want to see us more than just once a week that's something we're prepared to discuss with you um especially as we start going forward into the new year we've got a lot of plans for 2022 we're very excited about the podcast so let us know your kind of takes and uh, yeah, we're here. We want to hear from our audience, you know, what you guys want. But until we meet again, I'm Kath, And critically.
1: And I'm Russell. Be whimsical.